Hello, welcome to the Outcome Mastery Podcast. My name's Maddie Mackey and I'm your host. The Outcome Mastery Podcast is all about individuals in the community who have mastered an outcome in their life, who once had a vision that they turned into a reality. So enjoy these episodes, get inspired, follow me on Instagram at Maddie, M-A-D-D-I-E-M-M, and let us know what you think about the episodes. Much love, everyone. Hello, everyone. This is Maddie Mackey with Media on the Rise and the Outcome Mastery Podcast. I'm so excited to welcome a wonderful individual as our guest today, Deirdre Bramberg. She's coming here from San Diego. Welcome, Deirdre. Welcome. Thank you so much. I'm very excited to be here today, Maddie. We are so excited to chat with you. You are a very well-versed real estate agent here in California, and you are so experienced in what you do. And I've actually known you for the majority of my life, so I'm honored <laughs> to have you here. Yeah, that's that's true. I have known you for several decades now. Yes, me and Deirdre's son went to school together back in the day, and I now have the pleasure of supporting Deirdre in her media and social media journey. So I wanted to bring her on because I know a lot of my community and my friends and a lot of the listeners are getting to the age where we are purchasing homes and learning about investing and getting more curious and financially comfortable. So can you tell us a little bit more about what you do and how you help the community out in real estate? Yes, absolutely. So one of my favorite parts of my job is being able to help people start their path and their journey towards home ownership and ultimately towards financial freedom. You know, we all, we all pay to live someplace. We all pay to eat, right? Um, and when we're paying somebody else's, you know, mortgage via rent, um, we're, we're putting money into their pockets instead of into our own. So I like to share the path and explain to anybody, um, you know, whether they're just starting out, you know, um, in their 20s or people 30s, 40s, 50s, um, and, and just so that they can understand the advantages of being a homeowner and, and not only what it means to you financially, but also what it means to you emotionally and, and how that, you know, leads to so many other areas of our lives. So to me, that's, that, that's what I do. I, I'm actually in the business of changing people's lives. Oh my goodness. That's so touching. And I've seen it with my own two eyes, how you've been such a support for people in their journeys and all the questions or concerns that may come up with selling or purchasing a home. You've been there for your clients every step of the way. And I think that's really unique because so many people may get into this industry for the money or for you know the wrong reasons, but you've been here in this industry for a while and you've been doing it right, very heart-centered. And I think that's shows based on all of the large amount of clients you've been able to serve in this time. Yes. You know, um, having your real estate license, you know, a lot of people think it's, it's going to give you a lot of freedom, you know, with a, with, you know, a, a job. And in some respects, it does give you the freedom to be able to, you know, plan your schedule and you can definitely attest to this as an entrepreneur, you know, when you have control of your schedule it often, you know, becomes controlled by so many others. And so it's not this, oh, I have all my time to myself. 
schedule because I'm a realtor, um, you actually are, are putting your time in during like the daytime to plan and prepare things for them and then being available to your clients when they are able to see properties or when they're able to meet with you to talk about listing their properties. And nine times out of 10, that's um, nights and weekends. So you've already worked all day and, and then you work, you know, into the nights and to the weekends. And, you know, that, that's what we do. And, and, and that's, that's what I love doing. And I also say that my real estate license gives me the ability to practice a little sliver of the law. I'm not creating law. I'm not a lawyer. And at some points I do need to advise my clients to go and seek legal advice. However, the hundreds of documents that are necessary in every transaction, it, it's mind boggling to, to, to do it by yourself. So, you know, you're definitely in good hands when you work with someone like me that can guide you through every single piece of paper in the transaction. Absolutely. And I think that's so many people's fear and why they might continue leasing and not look into purchasing is because they just don't know and maybe haven't been in the presence of an agent who really knows what they're talking about. And, you know, Deirdre, I know you have experience even teaching um, a lot and mentoring. So, you know, not only have you gone and studied all of this and the contracts and of course, all the laws that go along with that, which at these, you know, type of transactions, you don't want to be making a mistake at this point. So with your experience of not only practicing being an agent, but also teaching like can you tell us a little bit more about that because I know I learned so much when I teach I'm sure you've picked up just so much knowledge over the years from that alone it isn't that true they say the teacher always learns more and and that's true because you know you end up preparing so much to present th that you end up learning in that process and not only that when the people that are in the audience that are listening they ask questions and oftentimes you'll, you'll think of, say, I've never thought of that before. And so, yes, I have been the director of education um, of my uh, real estate office and, and a few other real estate offices for numerous decades. And that is not something that I take lightly, you know, nor should anybody when they're thinking and considering a career in real estate or any real estate transaction, you need to have somebody who's completely educated. You know, I wouldn't want to have my doctor tell me that he got his, you know, surgery license online. That that would, you know, concern me just a tad. <laughs> I, I'd want somebody who had some practical application and and went through a, a mentorship internship, you know, in their case type process. And that's what I do. I mentor brand new agents and I bring them alongside me and I go out with them on their appointments and, and we successfully transition them into some of the top agents here in the county. And, and that is always just so fulfilling to me as a realtor to be able to pass along my knowledge to others who can then turn around and help their friends and family. Absolutely. And what a beautiful way to collaborate with all the up and coming agents and be able to show them the knowledge that you have. So I think it's really incredible that you bring that to the table, not only mentorship, but really being there for your clients. And, you know, talking about people who are coming into 
buying a home for the first time and the fear of that, obviously you wouldn't be encouraging people to make that choice if you hadn't made it for yourself. So I'd love for you to share with us your experience and how old you were when you bought your first house and how that went and how that impacted your, you know, time moving into being an agent and realtor. Yeah, you know, that's so funny. And at the time, who knew that I would be here fast forward um, 40 years later? Uh, so I, and it's actually probably exactly like this, this time of the year, I believe I closed escrow in, in the spring. So I'd graduated from college um, and uh, moved back home as, as many people do when they graduated college. And for me, that was a pretty much of a shock I was um, one of five children, and so there were seven people of us living in a, in a four-bedroom home, um, and imagine after having all the freedom of being in college, and then, then coming home and living under your parents' rules, and you know, they're wondering why you want to go out at nine o'clock when you've got to go to work the next day. Um, I quickly decided I needed to, to purchase a home. Now, back then, that was um, in the 80s, and interest rates, I've just actually come back from a conference, a real estate conference with my company, and we were just going over some numbers, and interest rates then, Maddie, they were at 16%, okay, and wow. if anybody's following interest rates, you know, what's happened, you know, during the pandemic time, we were in the 3%. And, you know, now we're in 5% interest rates and, and people are complaining about purchasing at a 5% interest rate. Well, I purchased at 16% interest rate. Six, so let's go over that. 16% <laughs> interest rate in what year? Um, that was in probably like 1982, I believe the interest was 16%. 16%. And just before it was like 15, it was all, yeah. it was all still up there. Um, I should actually share some slides with you about that. But so here, here's, here's, here's what's interesting. I wanted to move out of my parents' home. I had to, I just, I couldn't be there. I couldn't be me and, and, you know, grow into the adult that I was, you know, prepared to, to do. So I knew how much I could afford to pay based on my employment at the time. And so what I did was I bought my payment. So at that time, it was I could afford $1,000 a month for the everything, the, the mortgage payment, the HOA and so forth. And, and so I went out shopping and seeing what I could purchase for that price. And I was able to do it. I was able to do it. I was able to secure a beautiful place in Encino, California, up in the San Fernando Valley and um, was a wonderful experience being a homeowner, was a very wonderful experience. And um, actually there's a, a pretty interesting story about the escrow, if you'd like me to share that as well. Yes, please, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. So here I am, 24 years old, saving up you know, my, my you know, money, not going out for coffee, which had just become a new thing at the time and not going to wine bars with my friends, you know, saving up all my money so I could get my down payment and be able to afford to, to do what I wanted to do. So I'm proud of myself. I'm in there, I'm in escrow and I'm, I'm in the escrow office to sign the final documents. As many homeowners know in California, we go generally to an escrow office instead of to a lawyer's office to sign our, our final documents. 
I walk in there and they hand me a package of about 300 pieces of paper and sit me in a room by myself with a pen and tell me to sign everything. Now I'm there, I'm, with, I'm without an agent. There, there's a notary who comes in to ask for my ID to notarize a couple of other documents. And I tell them I need to read everything. And, and they say, okay. And they come back a little bit later and as you know, are you done? I said, well, yeah, with that stack. And you know, so fast forward, they go out to lunch and come back and I'm still there reading 300 legal documents because I'm 24 years old and my $80,000 purchase is going to be $300,000 by the time I finish paying off all the interest, you know, and that was a little bit mind boggling at the time. And, and yet that's how, that's how it works. You know, if you carry your mortgage payment, however, here I was ready to do it. I signed it. They came back in, they laughed at me and it did make an impact on me because I said, this is one of the most important financial decisions I'm ever going to make in my life. And you need to give me some respect when I'm doing this. And, you know, I mean, to them, I was just, oh, ha, ha, 24 year old, you know, whatever, buying a cheap place, you know, $80,000 and, you know, but fast forward, I didn't want anybody to feel that way. I don't care if you're 24, 44, 64, 84, whatever. I don't want anyone to feel that, you know, to be belittled because they're wanting to read the documents. I want them to understand what they're getting involved in every step of the way. And if I don't have an answer, I'll go to somebody who does. If we need to talk to your lender about something, we'll talk to them and we'll get resolution. That's what I'm here for. I'm actually known and because of my you know, education and working with so many agents and so many transactions through the decades, it's been like about four decades now I've been doing this. I'm known as the deal whisperer. Mm, I love that. <laughs> the deal whisperer. <laughs> it is because I get the deals done and I make it a win-win for both parties. There's no sense in slamming somebody or taking advantage of somebody. Like I said, this is a legal transaction, you know, and, and, and if you don't do things right, you know, people have can end up in court, knock on wood. I've not ever ended up in court on behalf of, of any transaction that's ever occurred. And that's because I bulletproof it up front. It's because right. I educate myself and my clients. And you do your homework and like circling back to all the contracts and, you know, how much contract law you have to study to be certified in this business and to be a licensed agent, it shows that and by you not have had any legal negative experiences, that shows that your contracts are clean, you've read them through, and you're making sure you're holding everyone accountable when it comes to these transactions. And that's huge. And I think that's where a lot of people go wrong. They get messy. They start putting money first. They don't read things through. And I know that's something that is so important to you to make sure you're prioritizing. And again, your success just shows that very clearly. Yes. And, and it actually makes the difference, um, Maddie, in, in the cases of your offer being accepted or not. Mm -hmm. I get hundreds and hundreds of offers on properties, you know, and, and you'll see some that are just written just so poorly. And, and you think, how could they possibly 
be representing somebody and present something like this. You know, they're not doing any service to their clients at all. Definitely. So it pays, you know, who you are in business with matters. You know, if, if you want to, if you want to go get a cheap surgeon, you know, somebody, you know, they might do it for a hundred bucks. You know, you might be able to find a realtor who'll do it for 1%, you know, and then that's just a gamble that, you know, you may be willing to take. I'm not, not with a, one of the largest financial considerations that myself or any of my clients have. I'm not willing to gamble on it. Beautifully said. And so I'm wondering if you have um, a piece of advice for the new generations, you know, that are moving into adulthood and, you know, starting families and whatnot at this period of their lives and, you know, just being realistic at how much the world has changed, how much the economy has changed, how much, you know, lifestyles in millennials, Gen Zs are changed in, you know, what our priorities are and our understanding of how money works. I see there's so much fear of people not wanting to even go down that route, not wanting to explore the option because they just think it's kind of out of the cards for them. I know also a lot of um, these generations have concerns because they see their parents have are still paying off their mortgages and are still, you know, struggling or still refinancing. And um, I think that creates a lot of financial fear in making this investment. So what advice do you have for millennials or Gen Z or anyone who might be feeling fearful of moving into purchasing a home? You know, thank you for that's very, very good question there, Maddie. So, you know, there, there is a lot that goes in into purchasing a home and, and whether it's, you know, for a millennial, you know, for somebody, you know, 30, 40, 50, 60 years old, there, there is a lot that you need to consider but here, here's something that you also need to consider. And I've been speaking to a lot of people, you know, like your age and recently, like I said, I was just at a um, convention. So I had the privilege of, of being Ubered around by, you know, a number of, of young people. And I was asking them what they were paying and where they lived. And, you know, some of them, I was up in Anaheim and some of them didn't live there because it was a little bit too expensive. So they lived, you know, in Fullerton or Tustin, which, you know, might be 10, 15 minute, you know, away from, you know, maybe where they would like to live. And they were telling me they were paying $3,000 for, for a one bedroom, $5,000 for a two bedroom in, in, in like a nice location, one person said. And <laughs> when the person told me they were paying $5,000 and it was him and his wife for, for a two bedroom place. And they were in Anaheim close to Disneyland. I said, stop the car. You need to buy a house. You are paying $60,000 a year to somebody else's mortgage. What the heck are you thinking? And if, first he's like, do you need me to stop the car? And I said, no, 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 no. Let's get me back to my hotel. Um, but you know, I said, the amount of money that you are putting out every month is a mortgage payment. It may not be the mortgage payment on the house that you're thinking, oh, I want this big, you know, whatever place. However, what we do is we look at the amount of money, like I did, I bought my payment of $1,000 way back in the 80s. It wasn't, you know, 5,000, you know, and who knows by, you know, with, with it, you know, what it could be with inflation today equal. However, he could pay 5,000 a month. I could pay 1,000. I looked to see what I could purchase for that. And that's my suggestion to anybody. 
look to see and, and have a qualified realtor like myself show you, and there's no obligation for this, what you could afford to purchase with the amount of money that you are currently paying for your rent. I have got people into homes. Olivia, I hope you're going to listen to this, got her into a home out in Descanso, out here in the East County, beautiful place for $1,500 cash out of pocket. That's from the down payment that she needed to the closing cost. Of course, That's I negotiated incredible. to have seller pay some closing cost. And these are things that realtors do for you. We worked with the lender and got her a government-backed loan that only required her to put down $1,000. You know, so there's different programs out there for many people. There, there are programs for veterans where they don't need to put any money down. There are programs for teachers, for law enforcement, for, for numerous different types of careers. So if you're paying any amount of money now to live someplace, you could be paying that amount of money into your own mortgage and creating you know, your little wealth that you could in turn keep and have it forever and pay it off or sell it and use the equity that you've earned in it to buy up something else. You know, there are many things that you can do and you need to listen to the money messages. We all have money messages that we got growing up. I was, you know, one of, one of five children and, and I was constantly told that money didn't grow on trees. And yet in my case, we were pretty well off. So it actually appeared that it did. So I was pretty shocked when I found out that it didn't <laughs> when I moved out, um, <laughs> you know, but, but maybe, you know, you, you see your parents struggling with money and, you know, maybe they borrowed against their house to, you know, pay off some debt, or maybe they borrowed against it and used it as an ATM to purchase a boat or something. You know, we have these different money messages you can change the message. You can change your money message. All you need to do is just take the first step. Book a free 15-minute call with me at realtordeirdre.com, and I would love to talk to you about your specific situation and help you to make an educated decision. Is it good for you to, to purchase something here now? Are you going to be here for a little bit of time? Real estate goes up 6% every year here. We, we've definitely done that. A few years ago, we had 40% increase during COVID. You know, that was pretty nice. However, typically you're going to get like six to 8% increase. You're not going to do that with your money very many other places. So stop buying, as I was just told at our conference, stop buying $25 cocktails <laughs> and banking that money, you know, and before you know it, you've got a little bit of money saved up for a down payment and purchase something. Very well said, very well said. I think it's so important. And what people don't realize is there's, they can have a 15 minute phone call with you just by booking it through your website, completely free, no expectations to just voice their concerns and their questions and get them out there in the open and let you know kind of where they're at financially. And you can let them know, you know, what the market is looking like and how that would realistically work. And I think hearing stories like the $1,500 one, I think we can all take a sigh of relief for those of us who aren't homeowners and think, wow, we didn't realize that's 
a number that low could make this possible. And obviously that's just one example, one specific scenario. But when you're working with someone like Deirdre, who has the knowledge and experience that she has and the connections that she's made successfully um, with all the networking that she does in this industry, she is working with a team of lenders and other people with resources that can help you get the government funded programs or connect veterans to the things that they need to receive their assistance. And I just don't think people realize how much is out there. Um, it's not just like you ask for a loan and hope it works, right? There's That's part of it, but there's a lot more you can do and a lot more you can bring to the table that people don't realize a realtor can facilitate for you. So wonderful. Well, I thank you, Deirdre, so much for coming on today. Where can people find you on the internet so that they can connect with you and book their free consultation call? Perfect. So you can always connect with me at realtordeirdre.com and book a 15-minute call. You can also find me at teamsdrealestate.com. And I'm out there on Instagram at Deirdre B. Wonderful. We will link all of this in the show notes. You can just scroll right down a little bit after you listen and click those links. I'll put her booking link in there too. So it's super easy and accessible. And I really encourage anyone who is looking for a home in California, looking for an investment property or ready to sell and ready to move on to the next opportunity to contact Deirdre. I can vouch for her experience. I've been working alongside her for quite some time now and I can tell you she's honest. She is incredible. She's kind. She's heart-centered and she's going to do an incredible job and has the experience under her belt to prove that. Well, thank you, Maddie, for having me today. I appreciate it. Like you said, I'm always happy to sit down with anybody, buyers or sellers, and give you free 15-minute consultation. And also, if you're interested in pursuing a career in real estate, I'd be happy to talk to you about that. We have a wonderful program where we will actually pay for your real estate school. Uh, so that's a nice incentive definitely book a free 15 minute call with me. And I can explain a little bit more about that to you. Beautiful. Thank you so much for being here, Deirdre. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. And thanks for listening, everyone. Enjoy yourselves. Bye. Thank, thank you. Bye-bye.